Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined today, as always, by super producer Terry Clark. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Happy to have you. The last couple of weeks were really fun. They were. The getting to talk about the things that go on in the tea company and all of the subtleties of our day. I don't know. We may not have gotten into the detail of the nitty gritty of it. The show would have been 16 hours long. That's right. That's right. But And we may reveal snippets of what we do on more shows in the future. But we wanted to give you an idea of the spirit with which we do our business. And hopefully that came across. It was really enjoyable to do. But we're moving on. It's time to get back to talking leaves again. We are in the fifth of our series on green herbal teas. We talked about red herbal teas, and we've talked about four green herbal teas. We covered Tulsi, mint, lemon balm, lemongrass, and today we're going to be talking about fenugreek. Probably not an herb that you know very well. You've probably had it, didn't know it, but we are going to talk about its wonderful qualities as both a spice and a tea. We'll tell you where it comes from. We'll tell you its health benefits. And we'll talk about how you can make an excellent cup of fenugreek tea. Also, we're going to start looking into my summer vacation plans <laughs> and see how maybe you can join in. And we'll talk about that towards the end of the show. But first, we want to talk about fenugreek. Just the word is totally cool. Fenugreek. I like it. I like the sound of it. In fact, it comes from the Latin phonum gracium. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that 100%. I think, you are, I, think I was close, but yes. Which means Greek hay. The first written notation of fenugreek is from about 200 BC, where they refer to it as something that they would feed their cattle. So it literally was Greek, Greek hay. hay. That's right. But prior to that, it's been used for a long time. It was found in King Tut's tomb. Wow. They actually found burnt seeds of fenugreek in 4,000 BC in an ancient site wow. in Iraq. I think it's Sumerian. That uh, 6,000 years fenugreek has been used. That blows my mind, actually. It's it, completely amazing. So it's been used, obviously, for quite a long time. Today, you can find it commercially grown, mostly along the Mediterranean, you can find it in Spain, a little in France, Morocco, Egypt, Turkey. The majority of fenugreek, though, today is grown in the Indian subcontinent. Pakistan, Bangladesh, Nepal, and most of all, in India. Yep. In fact, it grows really quite prolifically where my family comes from in Gujarat state, in Rajasthan also. These are states in India, Maharashtra. So a lot of it favors uh, sandy soil. You can grow it here in Tucson, Arizona, where we do our show from. I bet. All that yes. sandy soil. <laughs> it's, it's all that sandy soil here. It grows quite good. And my mom actually has fenugreek plants in her backyard. I figured she did. Yeah. And in fact, the first time you knew that you were having fenugreek was only a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And it was amazing. Yeah. We were talking about doing this show about fenugreek. And she goes, well, I'm not sure if I've tasted it. And you had because you can taste it in a lot of Indian curries. Which I didn't know. And Indian cooking. You can use fenugreek as both... A spice if you use the seeds, and that's found in a lot of spice mixtures and blends in Indian cooking and Mediterranean cooking. You can also use the leaves as an, an additive, so like almost as though when you put on parsley, like on a chutney or something, you can cut up fresh fenugreek leaves. They're kind of a little bitter, but very fresh tasting. So you wouldn't want to put too much, but Not just too a much. touch. Just a little bit. 
But you had them in my mom's, well, we're going to call them tortillas. They're actually tepla is what we call them. Right. But there was a spiced fenugreek tortilla. I had never really had anything like that. I mean, I've had plenty of tortillas before in my life, but yes. um, not like that. And I have to say, I really enjoyed it. A they lot. were fabulous. They were very fabulous. And um, it was fortuitous because I was just eating them. And then we were saying, oh, you know, we're going to do a show on fenugreek <laughs> and this is what it tastes like. Now, most people might think that if they don't eat Indian food or Middle Eastern food, they've never had fenugreek seeds or fenugreek leaves. But that's not true. One of the more common uses for fenugreek is actually as a flavor additive. This essential oil from the seed of fenugreek actually has a flavor very much like burnt maple with little hints of celery. Which I actually didn't believe until I started drinking the tea today. It That's tastes right. just like that, actually. It tastes very much like that, a little, mm -hmm. ma ma little maple-y. Mm -hmm. And so they use that essence to add in butterscotch flavors, in caramel, in vanilla, as well as maple syrup. Now, unfortunately, it's all the artificial flavors, but they use the essence of the fenugreek seed as an additive. So more than likely, if you've had butterscotch or maple syrup or caramel, you've had fenugreek in your food. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about how you can use fenugreek, what are the health benefits, and we're also going to dive into where you might be able to find me over the summertime. So stay with us. We'll be right back here at Steeping Around. Hey, everyone. This is Sarah from the Maya Tea Company, and I want to know, what happened to tea time? I know, I know, it seems like this ancient ritual, but... It's not all about the porcelain cups and crumpets. It's all about a break from your busy lifestyle. When I was growing up, my parents would sit at the breakfast table together every morning and split a pot of coffee. They'd trade the newspaper back and forth and just enjoy each other before waking the kids up or rushing off to work. That was their American tea time. And now, even that seems old-fashioned. We've entered into this age of breakfast bars and Starbucks drive throughs and any amount of relaxation comes with a little bit of guilt. That's why it's more important than ever to fight for your right to relax. We should be on the front lines for tea time. And it doesn't really matter what you put in your cup. It could be tea, it could be coffee, it could be a smoothie, just a glass of water. Just take a moment every day to enjoy yourself, to enjoy your life. And if you do enjoy tea, we can help. We've got something for everybody at www.mayatea.com. And don't forget that coupon code, STEEP. Cheers! Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, joined as always by my producer, Terry Clark. Hi again. And we are talking all things tea. And we are in the midst of fenugreek tea. And it's actually a very healthy tea. I didn't actually know how healthy fenugreek tea was. One of the things that I am blessed to be able to do is live here in Tucson, Arizona. Now, that has many blessings, but one of the people here in Tucson that's particularly famous is a doctor by the name of Andrew Weil. He is really one of the pioneers in integrative medicine. Yep. And his Center for Integrative Medicine is here at the University of Arizona. They have a fellowship for doctors where 
doctors come in, have a three-year fellowship where they get trained on other modalities of healing. They learn about the benefits of things like acupuncture, about meditation, about the benefits of even things like drumming, mm -hmm. and also about tea. One of my great privileges to get to teach tea to those fellows once a year. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool to teach to these doctors. They're so curious. And I teach with a fellow, another doctor who was also an herbalist prior to her MD. Her name is Dr. Tarona Lodog, and she is the bomb. I mean, she's amazing. <laughs> Teaching with her is a hoot and scares me every time I still do it. And I don't scare easy. Nonetheless, when I was teaching the last time, a, a doctor from New York, she's of Indian origin, approached me to talk about fenugreek tea. She used it for her patient population, which was primarily HIV and AIDS positive. Hmm. She had used it because they had tried to regulate their blood sugar yeah. with, uh, with drugs and pharmaceuticals and couldn't do it, and they used fenugreek tea, and it helped stabilize them. Wow. And the fact that she told me that just blew me away, and I never that forgot that amazing. story. Yeah. I never forgot that story. And in fact, fenugreek is good for a lot of things, one of which is diabetes. We actually have clinical research that does prove that fenugreek tea and fenugreek leaves as a whole will help you stabilize blood sugar and, as a result, help manage cholesterol levels in diabetic patients. Really a great finding. Anecdotally, though, as we did our research and we look around, we noticed that the major benefit of fenugreek is as an anti-inflammatory. Right. It's great for skin ailments, things like eczema or acne or burns. And it can be used topically to help soothe those. Right. It's good for internal stuff too. <laughs> Heartburn, acid reflux. It's good for your digestion. Right, right. And so anything Even constipation, that's, yeah, which is another kind of inflammation. inflammation. So it's, it's very good for settling things down internally. And that's the primary value of fenugreek. When I told my mom that I was doing the show on fenugreek, we were talking about over Mother's Day. And she goes, I use it for my, my uh, arthritis. <laughs> and so she went into why they use it for arthritis. And again, another form of inflammation. inflammation right. The other thing that we found out is that it also apparently is good for increasing libido. I know. Which seems sort of counterintuitive because isn't that kind of In inflammatory? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I just think so, but I'm, I'm probably taking the show in a direction it shouldn't go. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Nonetheless. <laughs> Consuming fenugreek is, for the most part, a really good thing. And, you know, increasing your libido is not a bad thing either, really. Uh, probably not. Maybe that would explain why there's a billion people in India. I don't know. Sorry. Nonetheless. You're making, Indian, so you can say that. I can say that. You probably shouldn't say it if you're not. Nonetheless, making fenugreek tea is very easy. We had some this morning. Yes, we did. I made some fenugreek tea for you so you could taste it. I think dried fenugreek tea is best. Use the dried leaves. Trying to use the fresh ones can be a little bitter, and it can be a little overly aromatic. Did you pre-soak the leaves, or did you just throw them in there? Nope. I just took some dried fenugreek leaves, okay. and I kind of crushed them up a little bit to kind of increase the surface here. I just kind of mush them up, and I put in about... Um, a tablespoon for two cups. So about a teaspoon and a half to two teaspoons per cup of boiling water. It was good. It was good. I and we, it. and I steeped it just like you would any regular green or black tea. Mm -hmm. I allowed it to stay in the... I used boiling hot water, and I let it stay in the water for about six or seven minutes. It didn't go bitter, and it had a very nice 
maple and like I said, a little celery yeah. flavor. Very soft, very soft. Which is a very good description of it, actually. Yeah. And, and it's of, and it's quite tasty. One of my friends found out that we were doing a show on fenugreek, and she was like, "Oh, you probably won't like it because I don't like black licorice." And mm-hmm. she thought it tasted a either. lot like black licorice. I disagree. No, I think it tastes great. I think it tastes like maple and celery. Yeah, so. and I don't really like black licorice, and this doesn't taste anything like no, it. No, I don't think so. Either. One of the outcomes of drinking fenugreek or eating a lot of fenugreek is that you can actually smell it in a person's perspiration really yeah so it's one of those things like garlic if you eat a lot of garlic or if you have like certain foods it happens to present itself in your perspiration so if i come up to you and i'm like pancakes nice no No, but i'm just saying that it's pretty prevalent i didn't have pancakes today but perhaps there'll be pancakes for breakfast tomorrow or over the summer maybe maybe Well, we're going to get into what my summer plans are and how you might be able to be involved. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hi, my name is Roxanne and I am with the Maya Tea Company. Now, Manish and the guys know an awful lot about tea and they've put together some incredible blends. But let's face it, Sometimes they still need a woman's touch. I have a special gift for aesthetics and have put the finishing touches on most of the tea blends that we make in-house, but I've also created my own blends from scratch. One of my own tea blends has become the number one seller for the Maya Tea Company, the Pomegranate Mojito Green Tea. Pomegranate Mojito mimics one of my favorite bar drinks with fresh green tea, peppermint, lime, and pomegranate. And don't worry, if you're missing that extra kick, This tea tastes incredible with an added ounce of tequila or rum. Don't be afraid to spice up your teas. That's what I do. You can find my pomegranate mojito tea, as well as recipes and many tea cocktail ideas at www.mayatea.com. You can save 15% on any of your tea selection, particularly the pomegranate mojito. Our coupon code is STEEP. Cheers! Or as we say here in the Southwest, salute! Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined today by giggly producer, Terry Clark. Thank you. And I've had good reason to be giggly. You're pretty funny today. So. You're you're in a good mood. I'm in a good <laughs> mood, but I have a bone to pick with oh, all no. of you. What's that? We ask you for your emails in regards to questions and comments. And of course, I want to encourage that. You know, our email address is steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. Send us your ideas. Send us your questions. Send us your physical address so that if we <laughs> use your question on the air, we can mail you some free tea. But my bone involves some of that free tea because we have a little giveaway. We have Facebook sites for both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. Our editor for the show, Sarah Price, puts up a little, I guess, a contest on Facebook. Yeah, it's just a question of the week. She has a question of the week about the show, and if you answer that question correctly on Facebook, we send you some free tea. Now, this week, I had a little incident. (laughs) What? My brother calls, asks the question. I didn't know that was the question of the week. He asked me some random question. 
How sneaky. And then Sarah says, you're not going to believe this, but your sister-in-law answered the question on Facebook. <laughs> she didn't even have the gumption to listen to the show. She had my brother call in, get the answer. He didn't even know why he was calling. And we had to give her free tea. But she totally cheated. She cheated. Dang her. So all of you listeners, fans on Facebook, my tea company fans, your quest is to prevent my sister-in-law from getting any more free tea. You are to... For God's sakes, please answer it before she does. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah. So that's that's my challenge to you for the All week, right. to please go and answer our question of the week so that my sister-in-law at least has to earn her free tea the old-fashioned <laughs> way by being nice to my brother. <laughs> the summer is usually a very busy time for us, and we're starting to get into it. The reason the 2011 teas are coming in, in fact, one of the things that I get to do today is cup our very first arrivals. A, How cool. It's a really cool thing. It's one of the things that I love about the tea industry. I've got two first flush Darjeeling's that we cup that we're going to figure out which ones we want to buy for the ongoing year. And it's a it's a busy time in that regard because we are buying a lot of teas and we're cupping and we're choosing what we're going to do. And that's a wonderful time. It's also the time when I get to take my teaching and my person on the road. A lot of trade shows, a lot of industry events happen in the month of June. I'm going to be in San Diego June 2nd through the 4th for Coffee Fest San Diego. I'll be teaching two classes there. And if you are a listener of the show and you live in San Diego, send us an email. I may do a little uh, evening gig where we sit down and break bread with some of our listeners. That would be cool. That'd be really fun. Mm -hmm. I, we are not going to talk about tea, though, because I will have talked about tea all day long, taught tea all day long, so drank tea all day long. We're talking about wine. By I, that we can talk about anything you <laughs> or maybe want. Maybe some tequila. But or I something. guarantee you we will not be drinking tea and probably not talking a lot about it. But we'd love to hear from you and love to meet you personally and talk to you about the show. And maybe we might even have some of the other coffee and tea luminaries in the industry join us for dinner. That'll be fun. I nice. think that would be interesting to do. I will also be at the World Tea Expo. That's in the third weekend of June, and that's in Las Vegas. And I may do the same for that. So let me know if you folks are interested in maybe convening at some of these events. Or getting tickets. Or getting tickets. I might be able to arrange for some of those as well. As always, it's been great speaking with you. Next week, we're going to continue our series on green herbal teas. And we're going to talk about one that revs up our office. Yerba mate. Yep, it is actually, I think, the staff favorite. It is, a, well, at least of the youth of the staff. That's true. Yeah. And we're going to have some of those youngins on the show, I believe. <laughs> we're going to have Sarah and Nick, who are the vast consumers of yerba mate. They would be the aficionados of Indeed. the office. And, and, and we will get some words from them about their love of that tea. We want to thank you for listening this week. Thank you, Producer Terry, for joining me as always. It's a pleasure to be here. And my wish for all of you this week, more steeping around. Thanks for listening. 